a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the grace and the privilege which you have given unto us to see yet another new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Today is another day. It's the beginning of another week and also the beginning of a new month. It's a great privilege for us to come into this new day. I have a very critical issue to discuss today. So we're just going to pray shortly and then we'll pray like two or three prayers, make two or three declarations then I continue on what the Holy Spirit has laid in my mind to share with you today. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, I thank you for the privilege you have given me, for the love which you have bestowed upon my family. Holy Spirit of God, I welcome you into my life today. Let this day be the day of blessing. Let it be the day of glory. Let it be the day of your manifestation in my life. Today, helpers are locating me. People are calling me to ask me what I need help on. And they are making themselves available to be of great help to me. God is raising men and women to bring the fulfillment of all my needs to pass. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I believed and I prayed. I believed and I prayed. I fasted. I went for retreat. I went to the mountain. I sowed seed. I went to the orphanage. I helped the widow. I did everything I am asked to do. But God still disappointed me. I am tired of praying. Tired of waiting. I am tired of going to God because He seems not to respond to my needs. I want to do it my way. Pastor, what do you think? Here is a question in the heart of so many Christians. There's a question in the heart of in the soul of so many Christians. A lot of Christians who have been manipulated or cajoled into believing that once you become a Christian, once you become born again, everything you ask, 
God will do it for you. They came into the Christian fold. They asked. They did not receive any response. They prayed over that sickness. They prayed over that cancer. There was no response from God. Is God incapable of doing what we ask of him? No, far from it. God is capable. God is able to do even things we do not ask. He is able to do things more abundantly. But many spiritual leaders fail to make people realize that Christianity is not based only on asking and receiving. Christianity is a journey. It's a walk with God. A walk that requires that you carry your cross and follow Christ. A walk that is filled with pain, with suffering, because you are separated from the world. You are separated from the world. You are separated from the affairs of the world. You are separated from the things of the world God is able God still answers prayers God has never failed in answering our prayers the problem is that the time we need the answer most time we don't get the answer but that prayer is still going to be answered the reason is because God is not bound by our own time. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. He's not tied by our own seasons and times. A day before the Lord is like 1,000 years. Sometimes 1,000 years before the Lord can be like one day. That is the dynamics of God. God is dynamic in nature. Are you the one who is asking that question this morning? They said I should fast for three days. I did the fasting. I even went ahead and did a 21 days fast. But the things I was praying against is still staring at me in my face after the 21 days fasting. Is it that God didn't hear me? Is it my sin? Is it that God has not forgiving the sin of my past or is there anything I'm doing wrong how can you say I prayed the right the wrong prayer I prayed based on my need my desperate need and it seems God failed me and because I felt God failed me I am not serving God again a lot of people are dealing with this kind of issue who have entered into depression as a result of this kind of issue. Desperately in need of divine intervention, but nothing came. Desperately in need of healing of our family members, but they died in the sickness we prayed against. That weakens our faith desperately in need of 
deliverance from the oppressions of the enemy. The enemy keeps asserting their power over our life even after so many attempts on deliverance. Is God here not open to my prayer? God answers prayers, I know. Because an unbeliever who just joined our church last week is testifying of the goodness of God in his life. I have been in this church. I have been praying for the past five years for the same breakthrough that the unbeliever who just joined our church came to testify about. Why has God denied me for five years? And this sinner who just came, just gave his life to Christ just last week, is already testifying of the things I have been praying for for the past five years. I pray that God will touch the heart of my husband for him to stop cheating on me. But it seems God refused. My husband is still cheating and now I am tired. These are the issues in the heart of so many people. I am here to encourage you and to also let you know that you are not alone. You are not alone in this. At some point in our life, even as pastors, we've also asked the same question. We found ourselves in problems that were caused by ourselves. We found ourselves in problems that were caused by others. We cried to God. Some, God saved us. We are still alive. Some, God did not... Some, we feel that God didn't intervene. That's what we feel. That's actually what we feel. Because we wanted God to intervene in a particular pattern that we already carved in our mind. But here we are. We are still alive. That problem did not swallow us. That problem did not kill us. We are still here. We are still breathing. God truly intervened. But not the way we wanted him to. Because God has a way of doing his own thing. We are going to have a heart-to-heart talk. And we are going to talk about the reason why things are like that sometimes. And we are going to look at what are the ways, what are the things we needed to do to make God sort of respond to us quickly? Or are we supposed to admit and accept the problem as our cross and continue to carry it until we die? That's not the issue. I am here to announce to you that God is still in the business of answering the prayer of his people. God is still in the business of supplying the needs of his people. God has not abandoned us. It is the devil that is making us feel that God has abandoned us. One thing, key thing you have to understand, with God, there is a time for everything. There is an appointed time 
that God is going to put an end to that problem you are going through. The devil will continue to put fire on it so that you can lose your faith. And once your faith is lost, you forfeit the blessing that is coming ahead of you. We have some popular hymn. As a matter of fact, sometimes I open this book of hymns. I listen to the words of the hymns. Anytime I find myself in the midst of challenges that is sort of a little bit challenging my faith, I open my hymn books and I listen to the song, the words of the hymn and it makes me realize that the hymn writers who wrote the hymns had the real experience of the faith in Christ Jesus. Don't forget that many of the disciples of Christ after Christ left were killed like an animal. Christianity is a war. Christianity, once the day you submit your life to Christ and you submit your life, you want to follow God, you want to make heaven, the devil considers you to be his number one enemy. He begins to fight you until you lose your faith. Until you lose your trust in God. Until you lose your place in Christ. You see, once life begins to challenge us, life begins, there are things that naturally are supposed to happen to us. Whether we are Christian or non-Christian. Things that naturally happen to human beings. Things like sickness. Things like repercussion of our past decisions. Things like failure at the edge of our breakthrough because people don't trust us enough. Things like the attack from the pit of hell. The devil also attacked Christian. He attacked the non-Christian too. And when the devil attacks the non-Christian, they go and submit to the devil. If the devil asks them for goats, the devil asks them for a cow to pacify the demon that is in charge of their problem, they go and bow down and submit whatever the devil asks of them. The devil knows that he is in charge of their soul and is taking their soul to hell. So what happens is that as soon as they offer the sacrifice that the devil asks of them, the devil releases, he relieves them temporarily. They feel relieved. But another bigger problem is coming. But when a Christian has a problem, a Christian takes countermeasures against the devil. We don't want to submit our soul to him. We don't want our soul to go to hell with him. We don't bow down to sacrifices on the altar of darkness. We go to the presence of God. We call the name of the Lord and that angers him more. He increases the fire, increases the attack consistently to make us begin to consider the alternatives. The devil increases the fire of your problem in a bid to force you to consider the alternative. That is his aim. Sometimes it is not that God doesn't want to answer us. God is actually answering us. But the devil will make the thing look like so serious that we will begin to lose our faith. And once we lose our faith, 
we need faith to be able to ascend to the presence of God to receive from Him. Once you lost your faith, you are not able to receive. You find yourself going back to the alternative you are running away from. Thereby, the devil is taking away the glory that is meant for God over your life. Now, let's go to this hymn. This hymn, we usually sing it originally in Yoruba. I am a Christ apostolic person at the core. Before I joined the ministry I was working with, before I started my own ministry, I was a Christ apostolic person at the core. And the hymns is usually sung in my local language. But I also have the English version of the hymn. The hymn says, As I journey through the land, singing as I go. Pay attention to the hymn. As I journey through the land, singing as I go. This hymn is composed from the book of Revelation chapter 22 verse 4. Say, pointing souls to Calvary to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without and within. As we journey with Christ, as we journey in our journey of faith, who is firing the arrow at us? It is the devil that does not want us to complete the journey. Listen to me. We are not, we are not with God. I said something in church yesterday. I am a Christian who have been faced with the challenges of life. I am a Christian who sometimes I can say that I'm not that I'm justifying myself. I can boldly, the people around me can boldly say that when it comes to doing my part in the ministry for the past 20 years, I have paid my dues. For the past 20 years of my presence in the ministry, I have never asked anyone to pay me for the prayer I'm praying for them. I have fasted for people. I have never asked them to buy me something to break the fast for them. I have never put financial pressure on my church member. I'd rather go to God and work with my own hands to solve my financial problems. All the people who have passed through my ministry can testify to this that I have never put any financial pressure on it. I'm not saying I'm perfect, I'm not perfect. But putting financial pressure on people, chasing another man's wife, and all those things, I have never engaged in all those things. So I'm not justifying myself, but I can to some extent say I have paid my due. But I have been there personally in need of financial miracles. All I just needed from God was just, let's say, a thousand dollars. I prayed. I fasted for God to give me this thousand dollars in order for me to solve the problem I have. I didn't get any response from God. 
that same week that I was praying for a thousand dollars a young man came to me who is in need of prayer who is asking God to help him complete his project and he needed thirty thousand dollars for that project I made a young man kneel down on the altar to ask God to pray and I prayed for him and while praying for him I heard a voice of God saying son I have done it for him and within three days he got that $30,000 when the boy shared the testimony with me I never demanded anything from him I never asked him anything but you know that sometimes God may not answer the need of the financial need of a pastor directly but sometimes God will answer the, the financial need of his church member because I am a Levite God is my portion according to the doctrine of a Levite a Levite has God at his portion not that God is not going to bless him but God sometimes will bless the people that he ministers to so that they can bless him back so the young man shared a testimony with me I gave thanks to God for him the young man never said oh pastor uh, please God bless you for the prayers you prayed for me please take this ten dollars I appreciate you with it thanks. he never did that I did not hate him for that I did not pray against him because he is not my God are you understanding me? That's the kind of mindset that I have. He's not my God. If he did not have the maturity to appreciate God in my ministry, that is his own. A time is going to come when he comes. I pray if God chooses to answer. If God did not answer, it's not my problem. But that thing pained me a little bit and the devil was bringing a lot of things into my mind that you you are praying for thousand dollars god didn't mind you are you sure god is god still really god really cares about you are you sure god really cares about you all these 15 years all these 20 years that you have been in ministry you have not you have not robbed anyone you have not cheated anyone in ministry you have not disrespected any of your spiritual fathers or anything and god just common on one thousand dollar god didn't mind you and you prayed for somebody and God gave the person $30,000. Is it not that God is, God prefers your church member over you? The devil started bringing all those whispers into my mind. But you know what my response was? I am a Christian who have seen the pain of carrying the cross for others. I am a Christian who has seen the pain of interceding for others. I have carried the pains of other people in my chest. I have carried my own pain on my shoulder, carry the pain of other people on my head. And God, His presence is still with me. I pray for healing. People receive healing. He healed me too when I was sick. But the fact is that all those things that happened, even though I pray for some, for, for some things for myself and it seemed God did not respond, He has responded. And I know that I'm going to receive the manifestation one day. I am telling God, Dear Lord, I am not with you because of what you are going to give me. 
I am not with you because of what I am going to get. So that when I prayed, you didn't answer my prayer for myself. Then I get discouraged and then I, I, I slump into depression and I begin to blaspheme against God. No, no, no. I am here because I want to make heaven. I am in this journey because I want to walk with Christ. I want to follow him. I have no other obligation. I have no other. He is enough for me. So if he gives me material blessing, I will rejoice. If he gives me material miracles, I will rejoice. But if he did not give me, it does not have any inch of impact on my trust in the power of God. Whatever I face, whatever I go through as a child of God has no impact on my faith. It's a long journey for me. I have decided, the day I gave my life to Christ, I was in coma for five days and God gave me life. After I came out of coma, I started hearing the voice of God. I can never forget all the things that God has brought me through. As a child in the street, poisoned several times, and I'm still alive, went into coma, came out of it, escaped so many problems of life. So now because I asked God for $1,000, God didn't do it for me. And I get depressed. What about all the things he has done for me before? If he, if he did it for me before, he's going to do it for me again. That is the mentality that I want every one of us to have. You pray for the heart of your husband to be changed. His heart is not changing. It is not for you to lose faith. It is not it's for you to continue to knock that door in faith until God opens the door. On the street, he said, I want to see him look upon his face there to sing forever of his saving grace on the street of glory let me lift my voice curse all past home at last ever to rejoice he said when in service for my lord dark may be the night but I will cling more close to him he will give me light Satan's snares may vex my soul, turn my thought aside, but my Lord goes ahead, leads whatever betides. Stanza 3, he said, when in valley low, I look toward the mountain height, and I behold my Savior there, leading in the fight, with a tender hand outstretched towards the valley low, guide me, I can see as I onward go. Verse 4, the last one. When before me billows rise from the mighty deep, then my Lord directs my back way. He doth safely keep. He leads me gently on through this world below. He is a real friend to me. Oh, I love him. We are in this journey not because of what we can receive from God. That not to say that we don't have the right to ask him. He is our father. He is our God. 
But the point is that if you get your priority right, your spiritual priority, which is to keep your focus on your faith, keep your feet on the journey. Don't be deceived by the breakthrough preachers. Don't be deceived by the miracle preachers. Not to say miracle doesn't exist. Miracle exists. God performs miracles in our church. I have seen people with liver disease being healed. I have seen people with anea being, being healed without operation. I have seen people with pancreatitis being healed without any surgery. In our ministry, I have seen the oppressed being delivered. I have seen cancer being healed in our ministry. God is still in the business of healing his people. He still does miracles. But when we pray about something and God did not, it seems God is not responding. Hold on to thy faith. It is not time for you to get into depression. It's not time for you to get into war with God. It's not time for you to start fighting God and say, God, I'm going to drop my Bible. I am not going to serve. It means in the first place, you did not understand why you came into this journey. In this world, you shall see tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's the promise of Christ. Christ promised us that yes, tribulation will come to us. But God will see us through those tribulations. The fact that you are still alive through all this problem you are going through shows that God is working at something. And that thing that God is working at is going to manifest in your life. The people of Israel, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4, they had so much faith in the Ark of the Covenant. They carried the Ark of the Covenant to battle because they were defeated in front of the Philistines. The Bible says, when the Ark of the Covenant got to the camp, go and read 1 Samuel chapter 4 very well. When the Ark of the Covenant got to the camp of, the, of Israel, they were full of rejoicing because they know that the Ark of the Covenant is a symbol of God's presence. But you know what happened? Even with the ark of God with them, the Philistines gathered courage, fought their battles, and Israel was defeated. And the ark of the covenant of God, a symbol of God's authority, a symbol of God's presence in Israel, was stolen by the Philistines. The ark of the covenant did not work for them at that moment because God was angry with them because of their sin. When they put the same ark of God in the, in the shrine of Dagon, Dagon lost his head within the space of hours. Number one, why do I pray and my problem compounds? Number one, I'm not saying that God is judging you for your sin or punishing you for your sin. But sometimes, we need to get our heart right. We need to get our soul right. When we come to the presence of God, we need to get our soul right. Ask yourself honest questions. What I'm dealing with right now, the financial problem I'm dealing with right now, is it a consequences of my own action? When they sent me to school, when I was young, I was joking around in school. I didn't concentrate on my studies in school. I dropped out of school. 
15 years down the line, 25 years down the line, I am not happy because my business is not moving the way it's supposed to, to move. I don't, have, I don't even have a business. I don't have a job. The only job I can get based on my qualification is get, get man job or a cleaner in a school. And I'm praying for miracle. I'm praying that God will have mercy on me and change my story. This I'm just giving an example. But it seems God is delaying. But I see my colleagues, those who we were in school together. And I feel so sad about myself. I feel so low about myself. I compare myself to them. The question is that, do I have the right to compare myself to them? Because when we were in school together, they were facing their own studies. I was fooling around in school. Do I have the right to compare myself to them? These are the realistic talk we must have with ourselves. At the end of the day, God is going to respond to you, but you must stop the evil comparison. The devil gets to us, make us feel like God is not answering our prayers because most times we are focused on other people. We are not focused on ourselves. We are not able to focus on the good things that is around us. Even though I didn't finish school, even though I did not complete my education, here am I, I'm alive. God, I have some other area of my life that the blessing of God is there. These my friends who I'm comparing myself to, they are married now for the past 15 years. They are, she's not able to conceive. As for me, as soon as my husband even wink at me, I am already pregnant. I'm just giving an example. I'm a man, of course. <laughs> There's some area of my life that God's blessing is there. Another area of my life, I need God's intervention. I will wait. And while waiting, I will work on myself. I will develop my faith. I will work and grow with God. I will not lose my faith. I will not go into depression. I will not complain. I will not compare myself. I will not get angry with God. I will rejoice with others when they testify. I will join others to rejoice when they give testimony of their own miracles. Because I know that God is packaging my own in a very big manner. God never disappoints. God never disappoints. So I am here to encourage you. That's number one angle. Number two angle. Is God taking me through the wilderness of life? To raise me up? To lift me up? There are people that in ministry, the first 20 years, the first 15 years of your ministry, God used it to train you. If you don't have a story, if you don't have a story, the ministry will not last. Every of the disciples of Christ, they have a story. Every top man of God, they had a story. You just started ministry last year and then usually the first year, people will clap for, people will applaud us. People will come. Your friends, everybody will mobilize themselves. They will come after five years. After seven years, after eight, after ten years, that is when your, your real ministry now begins. 
Because those friends, those people you met, when you started, they will all leave you. They will all leave. Some will, as a result of migration to another country, some will leave you because of rancor or whatever in the church. Then a new set of people will come that will help you develop the ministry into a generational one. That's how God works. So it's like that in business too. So if you find yourself as a Christian praying for your business and things are not moving the way you want it to move, don't lose your faith. Don't sleep. Don't, don't, don't go into worry. Don't go into depression. Don't get angry with God. Keep your faith. Let me tell you, when we get to heaven, you are not going to be rewarded in heaven by the amount of money you made from your business. Neither will anybody praise you for keeping your marriage intact. Nobody is going to praise you for keeping your marriage intact when you get to heaven. If you didn't marry yourself, nobody will say, oh, why you didn't marry? Because you didn't marry, you are going to hell. No. When we leave this place, we will be judged by how we work with God, not by what we made on earth. So I am not with God. We are not with God because, oh, they told me that when I come to church, God is going to heal me. No, you didn't understand what you have received. God heals. But it is not every sickness that comes to church that God heals. He has the power to. But sometimes he will choose not to. And there is nothing any human can do about it. Let's be realistic with ourselves. I met somebody who is like, I am not going to serve God again. Why? God allowed my mother to die. The fact here, whether we serve him or not, we are still going to meet him later. Whether we hate him or we love him, we will still see him. He will still be the one to preside over our next destination. So why running away from the person you are still going to meet? Oh, I hate doctors. I hate doctors. I hate doctors. When you are sick, where will they take you? They will take you to the doctors. That's my mentality. No matter what comes my way, there is one thing I am not losing. <laughs> no matter no matter what it is that comes my way, there is one thing the devil cannot take away from me. He cannot take my resolves away from me. He cannot take my faith away from me. It took me a lot of battle before I found this faith. That's why personal revelations is very, very important. We did not come to Christ because we grew up in church. Some of us grew up in church. We became wayward. We hit the street. I was a good drummer. I used to play local drum for my local church then. I was in drama group. I was in children choir. I was so committed to the things of God for the wrong purpose. I was in choir because I was a lady I like. And I was in that choir for long because of her. We did not have that understanding of following God. We just go to church because our parents go to church. That understanding wasn't there. Until life hit me. 
Life has hit me several times. I keep escaping. I keep escaping. I don't understand why I keep escaping. I have had several encounters with God. As a child, I used to have an encounter when I was eight where God appears in my dream to comfort me. I didn't understand that it was God that was doing all that for me. Until I had the major issue in my life that almost took my life. And God restored me. And I faced major issues after that that almost took my life. God still kept me. Why is he keeping you? Why is he keeping me? Because he has a purpose. And if something significant has not happened in your life yet, you cannot die. God will still fulfill his purpose. Whatever time it takes, God will still fulfill his purpose in your life. That is why you can't you can lose your faith. You can't lose it. Keep holding on. If you have given up on prayer, go back to it. If you have given up on fasting, go back to it. The rock of ages is still waiting for you. We are building on the rock which no tempest can shock. <laughs> Though the adverse winds Mirandos roar, our foundations sure and strong. We are here to conquer wrong. Trusting Him was aid we now implore. On the rock, on the rock. We are building on the rock. Go back to the days of the apostles. Go and search online. See how those apostles were killed. How they died. They held onto their faith to the last. The last breath. Tell yourself, I am holding on. I am holding on. The devil cannot have my faith. No, 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 no. You cannot have my faith, Satan. There is no room for depression in my soul because I know that it seems God is not answering me. I am very sure he's going to answer me. He's going to answer me. It's just the devil that is making you feel that God is not going to answer. God is going to answer you by fire, by force. You say, concerning the works of my hand, command ye me. He is going to answer. The answer is coming, whether the devil likes it or not. That thing he wants to take away from us, we are not giving him. Tell him, I am not giving you access to my home. I'm not giving you access to my prayer life. I'm not giving you access to the life of my children. I stand on the solid rock and I hold my faith in my hands. I am not losing it. I know the master of the boat will land me safely. That is our resolve. I have encountered God, beloved. I've seen him seen him face to face in time of death in time of sickness people around people that were very close to me attacked with serious sickness sickness that is killing people sickness that has no cure we prayed and God answered and God healed them so after seeing all those miracles I should not give up on God because there is one particular thing I'm asking him that he has not done for me. No. If he was able to do all those things that he did for the people around me, he would do the one I'm asking to. 
do the one you are asking to. Raise the banner of your faith high and let the kingdom of darkness know that you are not with God because of what you can receive from him. You are with him for the long journey. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, with the blessing of Israel. I understand the pain. I understand what you are dealing with. I understand what you are going through. If I open my mouth, the time will not even allow me to finish sharing some of the things that I've been through in life, what I've experienced from people, from family, what I've experienced from people that are not family, what I've experienced from people that I am loyal to, what I've experienced from people that I met, I spent time with, what I've, I've experienced from people that are supposed to be loyal to me in ministry, the betrayers, the rejections, what have you, what is it that you want to talk about that I have not, have not seen? You know one funny thing? I realized that God brought me through all these things that I went through so that I can understand the, the, the pain that people go through so that I can be a bearer of people's body. Everything I've seen in life has built me up build a wall of experience around me that I can use stories of my life to encourage people. Maybe that is the reason why God allowed all those things to happen so that he can perfect my ministry on it, my purpose on it. My purpose on it is to heal souls. Heal the souls of people. But how do you heal people's soul if you have not been through things that has injured your soul and you come out of it? God help you to come out of it. You have a better understanding of what people are going through. And that makes you, makes your life effective one. God is preparing you for a greater things ahead of you. Don't lose your faith. It is well with you in Jesus' name. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you.